This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. NBA fans and welcome to the Fast Break Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer and as always I'm joined by Dave Oster. Hey everybody. And after a, Dave, we're taking a page of the onside kickbook here on Most Valuable Podcast. Taking a week off, collected our thoughts, now we're back to talk about these riveting off-season topics that saying, we have To be here. fair, this is NBA off-season. This we're doing what you can. It's NBA purgatory because I was talking to you before we hit the record button that I don't know what it is NBA to like NFL but I feel like NFL offseason is just more like more interesting more stuff to talk about than the NBA it's kind of like somehow OTAs and training camp like it just seems yeah. like the NFL always has something coming up that you're looking forward to and the NBA summer league just ended and now it's just that long way well we can talk about LeBron we ain't going to deal with uh, Warner Bros. We, we can, can talk about that. We can talk about him trying to bastardize <laughs> Space Jam. Yes. But this podcast, if you haven't realized it already by looking at the title, is going to be we're talking Summer League winners and losers on this. Maybe a little bit shorter of a podcast than usual just because that's how it goes in the off season. And it was an interesting Summer League. I know we're going to get to one of the guys because on my Detroit Pistons draft grade got comments about how Ricky what are you bashing this guy for? He's the standout. And I'm going, yep. wait a second. Let's not overreact about Summer League. But the one thing, this is where I want to start. A loser of Summer League. Loser. Julia Locafor. Yeah, if you look at his stat line from this Was it, uh, Summer League. 15.8 you're and gonna have uh, 8 rebounds a game? 15.8, 8.4 rebounds a game. Hit 18 offensive and about 5 turnovers yeah. per game. However, and... I'm quoting this article that's on CBS. Every single red flag that he had about him in pre-draft of how, you know what, he's kind of lethargic and not as energetic. He's not good defensively around the rim. And he lacks explosiveness when finishing. They were all there. So my big question is, is it enough to say, okay, these are there, but he's going to put up these numbers or should you be saying, yeah, the numbers are nice, but we got to focus on this before guys like LeBron, Blake Griffin, Deion Jordan, they're actually playing games because they don't play in summer league. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> that, I mean, that's it's Quote exactly, some Dennis Green on that. One. You know exactly what you're getting with Ja. I mean, there's there's no surprises. His athleticism, his effort uh, can be called in the question for some of those that you brought up. Um, and yeah, it is summer league, so it's hard to be like, yeah, I'm going to go all out mm-hmm. and like really just take people down. No, it's summer league. He, he wants to show he's still in playing shape. He's still comfortable working around the rim. He still is trying to improve that outer shot. It's just like a check-in. It, it's You're going to be playing against younger talent, people who mm-hmm. you know are either on the bridge, like, like right on the brink of making either the NBA. Either you're playing against guys like rookies that, rookies, okay, yeah. we want you to play... So that you're ready for the or season. Or second, third year D-leaguers who like are just holding Glenn on Glenn Rice Jr. Last year's, one of them. Last year's uh, standout. Yeah, in, did uh, not have league. a good one this year where he went, he averaged about almost seven points a game compared to 20-something. 25 last in, year. In uh, 2014. Yeah. And yeah. he could be another loser, but you give me either a winner or a loser. Who do you want to talk about? I'd like to talk, uh, I'll go winner. 
Okay, because uh, we went loser with John, kind of uh, Glenn. Rice. I, actually, I'll give you both. I'll okay, give, I'll give, give you me, a winner loser split. Give Set. me, give me the winner first. All right, all right. Moutier, Moutier, okay. the winner, okay. and Russell the loser. And here's the thing: their stat lines are scary similar, but what you gotta think here is second overall pick, expectations in mm-hmm. LA. And what you're living around there. And then Moutier, mm-hmm. who people were like, oh, well, he's got, you know, a personality. He's got all this, like, extra cloud around him that people were, had concerns about. And got picked up at seven and still did a pretty damn good job. Uh, their stat lines are similar, like I said, though. The thing to keep in mind here is the turnovers. Both of them a little careless with the ball. I feel like Russell really, really... Russell had, in case you guys don't have the stats in front of you, he had 5.2, Moody had five, five turnovers per game. Yeah, exactly. It's Both of them need to work on this going mm-hmm. to the second level. I feel like Moody is not going to be in the spotlight, though. So that'll, A, help cover up his well, uh, weakness. I mean, it's good that Moody... Let's put it this way. You shouldn't, if you're an L.A. Laker fan, you should not be overreacting to this summer league of D'Angelo Russell, because who wasn't he playing with in Summer League, Dave? You know who I'm going to say. Yeah. Who was he not playing with? Kobe. He wasn't playing with Kobe. Guess what? All he's got to do in the regular season, oh, there's Kobe, pass, the, the, shoot, score, and repeat. The slight upside for Russell, though, is his passes were very, mm-hmm. very good. Pretty passer, great hands, it great It was just the turnovers. The However, which you can attribute to some of his teammates who, again, D-League talent, you got to be aware of that. They're maybe not the quickest on the draw. They didn't see it coming. They weren't, you know, in the proper position to handle it best to get back to the rim, maybe. Uh, some of those passes down low to the low post were really nice, but they just couldn't make anything out of it. So I think Russell's vision, great. His handle. And- well, he's not just the biggest thing that, and I'm looking at different articles on yeah. Russell right now is, and everyone says it's the same thing where he struggled to run the team right in the half court. And it's true. To me, I still feel like, and I'm maybe feeling like I'm beating a dead horse by saying this, but Kobe wasn't out there, guys. You didn't have that safety blanket that really he's the leader of the Lakers, Kobe. Hmm. I mean, D'Angelo, would you like him to be the leader point guard, kind of like Steph Curry to the Warriors? LeBron, even though LeBron's not a point guard, he, he is the leader he's of the a Cavs. Point guard when he, he wants brings to the be. ball up. That's the answer. Well, he when can he wants play to on be. the block when he wants to, too. LeBron can do it all. Yeah. Eventually, you want D'Angelo Russell to be the but guy it, to bring the ball up and run the offense. Yeah, but, I mean, the timer's he, not there yet. All he's got to do is pass to Kobe this year. Do we not understand that? Well, I mean, you still got Swaggy P around. Okay, Paul Gasol. <laughs> Paul, he, he, Swaggy P basically said he feels like Paul Gasol, right? So many trade With rumors flying trade around rumors. this offseason, yeah. Give me your loser. You said you had a winner. You had yeah, a Moutier yeah. and uh, Russell. Moutier and Russell, I felt like, you know, they're both very close in stats, so I have to, I'm just combining them. Oh, okay. But that was your winner and your loser? That Yeah. How about just, I know you want to talk about Justin Anderson from the Spurs. Slow-mo. He's, he's got to be a winner, especially with the Spurs winning Summer League, right? I mean, he had an impressive uh, performance. Uh, let's see. He averaged 22 points, 5.8 rebounds, assist and a half a game. It's just interesting to watch him play because, like, you know, the nickname Sloan, we're like, okay, so maybe he's not the quickest. Well, he he's he's like Boris Diaw, but slower, if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. He's surprisingly athletic. And the weird thing is, like, I watched him have, like, a fast break. And it was like the world's slowest fast break. 
the defender sprinted ahead of him, realized how far ahead he was, mm-hmm. gave him too much gas, <laughs> and like tried to come back and make up for it. And like Kyle Anderson was just taking his time, doing his own pace, and it worked for him. He knows how to work with his own speed, work at his own game pace. So that's interesting when they let him run the offense like that. But I have the concern about it transferring over to the NBA speed. If he can control that offense, and this is a Spurs team where he's going to see very little play time. A loaded Spurs team. Let's just say that. It's like I say, loaded. It's kind of loaded. Very loaded. So as as far as this transfer over to the NBA, I don't see much of him playing wise. Uh, He'll probably be, you know, like a third behind. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's rough when when, when LaMarcus is taking over your spot. Uh, and David West signs for a buck fifty, you know. Like, I don't know how much time he'll find himself there, but look, he'll make some room and uh, he'll get a little bit of time. I, I think he's honestly one of those entertaining players to watch. I just don't know how well it's going to translate to the NBA game. The thing that I and this was, I want to apologize. I said Justin Anderson. I'm thinking of the rookie that just came out of Virginia, Kyle Anderson. Though I can't. I'll be honest when. I saw ESPN highlights of him. Yeah. I kind of forgot about him because even yeah. last year on the Spurs, yeah. he wasn't really needed. This is a kid that is, yep. I mean, you say, oh, how does he translate to the NBA game? Well, Dave, he was drafted last season. Oh, I know. He was taken in the first round yeah, last year. but he was in the D year. League yeah, for he's been in, the majority of the league. And I mean, come on, once you go to the D League, I kind of forget you even exist because I'm not a huge make a notice, yeah. D League follower, but... He got pulled up and, and showed a little bit in his time, but again, he's he's like a weird Boris Diaw kind of player where the most you'll, you're going to pull the most out of him mm-hmm. on teams like San Antonio when you have a coach who knows the Euro play style, who knows how to use these players who have this niche talent. However, here's the thing I'm going to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Does he see playing time? Because in order to get LaMarcus, they had to give away guys like Tiago Splitter. That's what I think. Tiago's gone. That's a hole on the team. I know you bring in David LaMarcus. West. Well, you bring in other guys, but you had to get rid of guys just yeah, to get Yeah, they reloaded on centers, though. They just signed another seven-footer today. I mean, yeah, he won't be playing with them this mm-hmm. year, but this is this Spurs team is just ridiculous. I, their management, I mean, you can't get any better than this is an, an NBA organization. Final, this is an NBA final winning team to me. As an organization, they're, they're at the top. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, they're one of the best organizations as far as talent, as far as uh, respectability, coaching, so players. You, so like, you don't think he's going to play at all for the Spurs oh, no, this he, year? He'll get some time. This is a Spurs team who's not afraid to rest starters. True. Th- this is pop still. Come on. Can I give you one guy from the Summer League that maybe not a winner or, or a loser because he only played two games sure. due to an injury, but I cannot I cannot wait to see this kid as he blossoms in the NBA? Sure. Mario Hazonia. Hazonia. The Magic. Okay. Because I'll tell you, I was watching a little bit of that game on July 4th. Yeah. While I was uh, at work. And when he hit that game winner, I'm just like, man, this is a kid that it was kind of like at first didn't know much about him. Like mock drafts that me and Brandon did on the primetime podcast. You guys should check that out on our YouTube and SoundCloud channels. Plug over though. Wow. He should. I didn't know. I didn't know much about him. So I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of here comparing him to like Tim Hardaway or that he was going to be like, he's a cocky kid. Okay. That's like, give me the ball. I'm going to score. Yep. And I thought, you know what? Maybe some chemistry issues. Mock draft number two. When I actually watched some film, like this is a kid that can take over a game. Like, you know what? We're down by three. Put the team on my back. Do we going to win this game? And I saw that, especially on that July 4th game. 
Yep. This is something the Magic need. They need a player, and I know ESPN and so many articles have said, well, you can compare it to uh, Miracic or the Bulls where he kind of came over at 23. Yep. He had a Omar bigger season. role yep. where Hazonia don't expect him to make an immediate impact because he's only 20. Right. However... You can't. I feel like if you're the Magic, I mean, yeah, they just traded for Shabazz Napier, so this may. Oh my God! Wait, well, wait. But let's switch up the fucking chain here. Shabazz Napier. This is a game changer. Well, I'm not saying it's a game changer, but it's an absolute nothing. Shabazz is a point guard where they already have a ton of point guards, and Hazonia's the type. Even though he's a he's a small forward, he's the type of guy. Give me the ball. I'm going to drive to the lane, and I'm going to put it in the goddamn hoop. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't make less of Shabazz Napier signing. It's good for the Magic. Sure. And you don't think he's going to help the Magic at all? I don't. I don't know what he's going to do. He, he's gonna. He's a very low impact player. Okay. The reason why, and this is You're, you seem extremely high on him, is because well, LeBron no, James wanted him. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It's just in college we saw Shabazz do so many great things, and in when he was in college, we're like, okay. He has a chance to go to the NBA yeah. and do exactly what Kemba did. You know, Absolutely. the UConn similarity. I just felt bad for Shabazz because he was caught in between the LeBron James Miami breakup. Where yeah. LeBron goes, I like this kid. Miami goes, okay, we want to keep you. We'll draft him. And then LeBron goes, nope, going to Cleveland. And then this kid's like, great, now I'm on Miami where they didn't really want me. They just drafted me. To maybe get LeBron. And then they went out and got Goran Dragic. Mm-hmm. And then and they, like, didn't, hey, they didn't use him, him. And now they traded him to uh, avoid oh. some luxury tax. Yeah. That's why they traded him. So with me, it's more of a, I'm happy to see. He's going to get the opportunity in Orlando to be the player that we all thought he was going to be. Is it going to be anything special? Who knows? Yeah. It's just he's going to get a better opportunity in Orlando than with the Magic. But... Hazonia is going to be something special. Let's get to the guy that I teased at the beginning of the podcast. It, so, uh, and that it's the Manimal, the Manimal. Okay, the guy that uh, this, do it. This one has a little bit of precursor to it. Yeah, in my Detroit Pistons NBA draft grade, I gave him a subpar grade because I wasn't happy about their pick of Stanley Johnson. Yeah, and we got a comment on that saying, "Well, are you kidding me? Have you seen him in summer league and?" You see all these articles that are like, oh, look at how great. He's not afraid to play defense. And his yeah, stat no, line's good. 16.2 points per game. 6.8 rebounds per game. Two steals a game. 41% from three. The only thing I want to say about Stanley Johnson yep. is A, it's Summer League. It's true. B, it's Summer League. Yep. C, it's goddamn Summer League. Wait till. And I know <laughs> we're going to get so many comments targeted at me about this comment. And I'm going to say it till I beat the horse completely dead. Wait till LeBron's out there. Wait till Derrick Rose is out there. Wait till the guys who actually matter are out there. And when when I say that, there are rookies that matter. But I mean, come on, Stanley Johnson going up against LeBron instead of this is a Pistons team three point five. It's a Pistons team that he can come in and make that immediate impact with, though, Ricky. You oh, he, think can, about he that. can make some kind of an impact. I'm just saying with the Pistons, he's not going to make as big of an impact as everyone thinks in the record. All right. In the record and the standings, guess what? Pistons are still going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is a team that was we'll 32 and 50 last year. Yeah, well, they solved their slowdown problem with having two bigs. That obviously didn't work. They got rid of Monroe. 
And now you know what they I, can run with Stanley Johnson. I stand corrected, though. I will take my. I will take it back. They may make the playoffs, yeah. but it'll be the eighth seed because I forgot it's the, the East. East sucks. Yeah. We're in the East. You can't. Everyone has a chance. Yeah, at the they, playoffs. they were five games from the playoffs last year. Let's be fair. And, and ju- that was just that was with the curse of uh, our boy Josh Smith, mm-hmm. like that uplifting midseason jolt oh, don't by e- getting rid of him. Don't even get me started on Josh Smith. <laughs> if we got enough time, we will touch oh Josh God. Smith. But no, hey. I just I mean Stanley Johnson did yeah. great in the summer league. I think you he's can got put a a, you can put him under the winner category. I just think that I do. A lot of us are overreacting about summer league. Yeah, I mean, well, well, let's let's be honest. Let's talk summer league overreactions. <laughs> Year two, McBuckets, first team all summer league. Does that just just gold star right there for him? Well, I <laughs> the, the thing I'm more excited. It's just painful well, to say. The, the thing I'm more excited about that is I just want to look at Coach Thibodeau and just go, see, if you just fucking played him every once in a while, dude, shooting like forty eight percent from that's three. Why he's called Dougie McBuckets. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> that's more of the victory to me of he's not going to carry the team because, of course, the Bulls have Derrick Rose. We've got – I would even put Miracic in there. Yeah. Noah, Taj. It's it, – Marodic for some people who like to pronounce it correctly. I, I'm listening. I'm I'm, I'm missing <laughs> Butler on everything. But, no, I mean we, – We have a very competitive roster, no doubt. But there was definitely occasions last year where there was playing time available. And, uh, and Dunleavy just... was playing like 32 minutes a game. That's an over-exaggeration, yeah. but that's how it felt. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. Dunleavy was overused, and I feel like he For was exposed a bit, For an too. old guy. Definitely. He's, he's a scumbag, but he was our scumbag. Uh, <laughs> it's the best way to describe Dunleavy is if he's on any other team, God, he's, an, he's a scumbag. But if he's on your team, you love him because he's your scumbag. Exactly. Oh. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I hope we see more Dunleavy this year. I feel like mm-hmm. this uh, little little warm up competition kind of was a reminder, like, hey, I still have the stroke from three. I'm ready to go whenever you guys are. So that made me feel pretty happy because he was setting his own shot up. Sometimes he looked confident in his choices. It wasn't like the ten feet back from three just because I can. Dougie McBuckets move. <laughs> But teach me how to Dougie. Teach me, teach me oh God, how to no. Dougie. No, but no, he he looked good out there, so I'm happy with that. Um, Porzingis, I mean, what'd you think? Uh, can can we continue to tell the New York Knicks fans to suck it? Well, I mean, can can I shove a foot in their mouth now? Is it is it that time have yet? You, have you seen he can play? He, he can, can compete. play. He, he likes to play. block the ball. He needs to work a little bit on his aggression. Uh, on the defensive end, NBA refs may be calling a little too much on him right now, but he'll find his. Sweet you know spot. what, though, that I he's can, a big. You're going to use your fouls. I can see why Phil liked that because yeah. Phil said, "Let's get a guy in Dennis." Yep, and I don't know if Phil was the guy to actually sign Dennis, but Dennis Rodman coming to the Bulls from that bad boy piss, straight from the bad boy piston era, straight to the Bulls, and he brought that to the Bulls. Yeah. So to me, that little aggression is not a bad thing. I like no. '90s basketball, though. I, I think it, I think it's great, and watching him go up there against uh, Oak Fur, like block for block, was just awesome. And I, I'm excited about him. I think he's definitely got some uh, weight, some muscle to put on still till he hits well, that I mean, of course, uh, ideal but spot. Here's the yeah, biggest, dude's like what 19. Here's the like. biggest stat though: 48 percent from the field. Right. And 48 percent. And I mean, yeah. okay. I will throw out there my own card at me, Ricky, but he wasn't going up against LeBron or Derrick Rose. Yep. However, though, 
with a guy. I feel like this is a moral victory just because of how much shit he had to go through on draft night. And limited playtime. Let's let's imagine that, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're waiting to see him fully develop. I, I can't wait. The season's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, New York, just total reload on their roster. You threw a big man at me. I'm going to throw one at you. Sure. Frank the Tank. What did you think? Kaminsky. Are he you, impressed. Are you now thinking? I'm just confused on that roster. What, well, what are they going to do? Does his performance in go? Summer League make you go, okay, MJ, now nah, you, you talked me off the ledge a little bit. I'm not totally against the pick, but I still don't know why you did it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm the only thing I can think of is like, all right, so you're totally backlogged, so you're gonna play a weird combo mm-hmm. position, but like to get playing time, it could work, or you could trade high. You get you get the guy who you want, and maybe you know talent around and moves around. We'll see though. Uh, you have a ton of options though. Let's be honest, and that that roster has options left and right, so. I just don't know what they're going to do yet. And that's, I would quit blaming Jordan, but. You got to blame Jordan. It's MJ's team. Sure. I'm going to throw another guy at you. Only played three full games before his team dialed back on his minutes. This guy, when he was drafted, was called the steal of the night for draft night. Justice Winslow. Is him only playing three full games. Does it? Is he still the steal? Do you still see him as the steal after summer league? You know what? After watching him play a little more, I don't. I don't know if steal quite equates to it. Um, he's going to be good over time. He, like in he five showed, years from now, we say, okay, that was a good pick. Yeah, I got. I guess. See, I don't know if I'm going to say it, it's a good pick. It was the right pick at the time, but again, you're right. It was limited playing time. Um, he didn't do anything amazing. He didn't be like, oh my God, this dude is the guy going forward. He's got mm-hmm. it all. No, he played well on both ends of the court, which is what we all knew he could do. And he showed that. It was just like, yep, I'm good. And I'll shut down. I'm going to throw Health another concerns. one at you. And this is Fine. to me, the way I see this is it's a shame that this guy didn't play at all in summer league because we needed to see, in my opinion, if he could be the backup to the number one point guard in town. I'll dish it off to you after I say his name. And Cameron Payne, he needed to come out and say and have a good summer league in order to say, hey, guys, I can be the backup and maybe heir apparent to Westbrook if he leaves next year. Because guess what? Durant's probably leaving next year. Oh, we don't know. Eh. We don't know. Eh. They could get the band back together. If Durant leaves, I'm sticking to this point. If Durant leaves in 16, Westbrook's gone in 17. Likely. It's, it, Westbrook's not going to stay unless his buddy KD stays the yep. year before. As much as he likes to keep the ball away from the best shooter in the NBA, <laughs> you know what? He loves him. But I, I feel like Cameron Payne no, needed, and he he needed to shoot. Like He didn't play because he had a fracture in his finger. Yeah. But this injury is going to – it makes Oklahoma City Thunder fans, and you guys can tell me, OKC fans – if I'm totally wrong. But, how concerned are you? Well, how concerned are you? I would feel like, great, do we have a point? Do we have a backup behind Russell? Do we have need, one? Like, honestly, we don't need one. Russell just go out there and drop triple doubles every night. But I mean, you to me, you kind of reached for the oh. guy a little bit. Well, I don't know really a reach. You're just pissy I about I the reach. That's well, why. I could have seen the Pacers taking him three picks sooner, so you can't really call it a reach, but yeah. it wasn't the pick I thought the Thunder were going to make. That's what I should say. Yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there, there's reasonable doubt there. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but 
No. Uh, my opinion here is it's still summer league. And I feel like if you're making a point about being two years out, not having a point, they got time. Can't, he's got time. Well, I'm not saying more for that point. I'm more saying for the this year it was for the, hey, if you need a backup, you got a quality one. Yeah. Kind of a thing because I still you think, can't you can't expect Russell Westbrook to play every single minute every single game. I know I it's know. not NBA God forbid 2K he gets 15. injured again. Um, but oh, no. God forbid that. Hey, I forgot he even gets yeah. injured. Yeah, I mean he he missed some serious chunk of games last season. So no, I I think he'll have time. He'll have time to develop too. I don't know whether he's going to be the guy or not yet. Nobody does. But end of the story is you got two years before you hit the panic button. Well, you've got a year before it's back. But mm-hmm. It's KD. How, how about uh, Lil Curry? I don't know what to how, think. How about, of Lil how about Curry. Seth Curry? I just, I, I really don't know. It kind of goes back to what we talked about with, and I'm not comparing Lil Curry to Glenn Rice Jr., but just because you win Summer League MVP, it, it doesn't mean you're going to be the next Steph Curry. Oh, he's not. However, they did I, earn him some guaranteed money, though. I do, in town. I do feel. Like he could be just because he's got the curry work ethic. He does. Because all the curries have it. Uh-huh. It's just their thing. It's just he's never gonna be like his brother. Remember, he's twenty four. But he could be a he could be a good bench player. And I think he was on the Pelicans team. Yes. That's his summer league team he was. Correct. Before he signed with uh Sacramento Kings. So he is on the Kings money. now? Yeah, he did sign with them for guaranteed money. That's the reason he switched hey. over. I mean, they weren't willing to offer him. George George Carl can work with him. Yep, George can work with him. But I, I mean, yeah, it was great. But the first thing I think of is just because. Let's see if you can put twenty four a night up when the big boys are playing. Well, well we know that's he can't. That's what they go back to. That's that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to be a good bench player. But besides yep. that, it's kind of eh, yeah, eh, no, whatever. And I'm with you. I, I think it's I think it's a much to do about not much. Yeah. Is there any other? Summer League guys you want to touch before I get to this last thing that will put the kibosh on this podcast. Um, you know, I, I want to check on how how you feel about the Chicago Bulls uh, draft pick. You know, your favorite boy, your, your overreaction of draft night. Let's your, wait. Oh, till my the, God, let's they wait wasted till the, our time. Let's wait till the regular season. Let's wait. Okay. Because. Can, can you give him crap like he did okay? He, he Against rookies and against. Well, he guys, is a rookie. Well, I know, but so. against rookies and guys who probably aren't going to be playing in the NBA this year, he did pretty good. So basically in the college all-star game, he did good. Well, college slash D-League all-star league, he did good. But let's see how much playing time he's get when we got a the the mixing pot of Taj, Noah, Pa, Marotic. Whatever you want, Mirichich, Marotic, however you want to say it. ESPN <laughs> says one thing, people say another. But people in Chicago say, one I mean, thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know with that one. I'm kind of what? pulling the Stanley Bobby Johnson. Portis? I am going to, he did good, but I want to wait till the regular season. I'm sticking by my guns to where we should have drafted Tyus Jones. That's my opinion. I know we got Brooks back, but it's an argument for a past day, Dave. But here's what I want to put the kibosh on this podcast with, because it's to me, I don't really get what the NBA is trying to do here. I want to get your Thoughts on it. Sure. So apparently Adam Silver on Wednesday said that the league is leaning towards not guaranteeing a postseason berth to a team that wins its division, forcing clubs to finish in the top eight of their conference if they want a shot at 
the title. What are your first thoughts about hearing that? Honestly, I'm not surprised because it's something that's been brought up in the past quite a bit. It's tossed around. It's always like, well, you know, it would make more sense that it'd be fair to everyone. <laughs> um, and they're, they're genuine concerns and points. It's just what what's it going to take to make that change to push it? And then how much fallout do you think when, you know, somebody gets robbed and all of a sudden it, it's the same thing with the BCS, I feel. They're right on that cliff. And they're like, which way do we want to go? Do we want to keep doing what we know works? The guaranteed yes. Or do we want to take this chance and shake things up a bit? Here's the example that everyone's using from last year. The Western Conference. You had, and these were the playoff matchups. Warriors-Pelicans, Rockets-Mavericks, Spurs-Clippers, Blazers-Grizzlies. The Blazers were four at 51 and 31 and were four because they won their division. They should have been the sixth best team. So if we were going with, okay, you won your division, just record, here's what our playoffs would have been in the West last year. Warriors, Pelicans, Rockets, Mavericks, that doesn't change. Clippers, Blazers, and then Spurs, Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really you only change two. To me, here's my only The big change is the East, to be fair. Well, the East is, I mean, if you look at last year, East, Atlanta yeah, a dumpster won the, fire. Well, the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls didn't win their division. The only thing is the Bulls were ahead of the Raptors by a game, and we didn't win our division, but it didn't matter because we had the better record. The East was straight through record top eight. It wouldn't oh, affect nice. the East at all because I, I just naturally assume that he's no, sucking well, at everything i mean else, you know? well the only reason it doesn't is because there was that stipulation already in fact where if you win your division you're guaranteed a top, top four. four right the bulls were even though we were second line. in the central we were third in the east where we should have been here's the thing i don't get about this mm-hmm. are you getting rid of divisions then because i would just say get rid of like if you're going to do this Get rid of divisions. It is pointless to have divisions if you are not going to say, here you go. Here's what you get for winning your division. Divisions are there for travel reasons, I feel. You can... It just nicely organizes things. Yeah, but you can use those behind, like, close. The only thing that I feel like you got to take this away is, if because here's what people are going to bitch about. Hmm. They're going to say, okay, well, we don't have divisions, but... This team still got to play most of these crappy teams most of the time because they were in their division. How you do it is you just get rid of divisions. You say, I don't know the actual math, but you take the games, you go, okay, everyone plays everybody once. If there's enough for the math, you play them twice. And then if you need more, you just add teams from your own conference every other year. And that's how you do it. So that way, so there's every, less of a rivalry then. Well, you only get I mean, a couple games against each team. Well, I mean, what, how are you going to do it? Because to me, if I'm going top eight and I'm in a hard division and you're in a weak division, it's the East and West right now, though. Well, wait a second. I'm not saying that's conferences. I'm saying like, oh, oh divisions. you're talking about, okay, like the like North. For, like, for example, the Central in the yep. East. Central You've got West. the Cavs, okay. the Bulls, the Bucks were competitive. The Pacers can be competitive if they actually have a team on their shoulder. The Pistons, they can be kind of competitive. Then you have the Atlantic where it's like the Raptors always win, the Celtics barely got in, the Nets barely got in, and then the two dumpster fires in Philly and New York. (laughs) Which division's tougher? You tell me. Yeah. 
or like in the West where you had, and I know last season the KD injury did this, where you have the Southwest, Rockets, Grizzlies, Spurs, Mavericks, Pelicans, all made the playoffs. They all had to beat each other up. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Blazers winning over the Thunder, who were six games back. Jazz were 13. Nuggets were 21. Timberwolves were 35. Yeah. Uh, Hey, it's the same in baseball, though. Yeah, but baseball is not talking about baseball. I know. I, I'm just saying, as far totally as divisions, game. as far as divisions, it's it's broken up for travel reasons. That's the entire point. But baseball of it. did what they had to do with. Okay, we'll give you an extra wild card, and people seem happy right now with that. The I whole just, play-in game. Yeah, I just say if you are going to get rid of the division winner, you have to get rid of divisions because then what's the fucking point if I win it? It again. It, <laughs> Because then it's all just, okay, I'm going to go out and win games and try to be the best in the conference, which there's no problem in thinking that. But I just feel like if you're not going to award the division winners, why have divisions? Just have two conferences and just say, go play best winners. And if you need secret divisions behind closed doors to make better rivalries. You're going to have, at this point, though, first off, you're going to have rivalries based on just anything. Rivalries form and dissolve based on how the teams are doing, the fan base right now. Because I will say, we are in a very, it's totally different than what we grew up with, Dave. It was, it's kind of like, I go back to what Bill Simmons said when he was still on ESPN. He said, when I was a kid, if my dad took me to the garden for a game Celtics against uh, who was their biggest rivals? The Knicks, Celtics, Knicks, Celtics, Celtics, Celtics Lakers, Celtics, Lakers or Celtics, Knicks. Let's go with that one because it's in the East. You take me to one of those games at the Garden. All Celtic fans. If you were a Knicks fan, you were afraid of getting the shit kicked out of you by Boston fans. So you saw mostly just green. He's like, I was watching the Clipper game the other day, and there were more Memphis Grizzly fans. Then Clipper fans, it's, and that's not saying that Clipper fans don't support their team. It's just we have a more globally accepted sports world where, hey, my favorite team's the Vikings in football. Hey, they're in Chicago. I'm going to go see them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to feel like I'm the only one there. And it, I feel like it has to do, me personally, I feel like it has to do with just the internet and StubHub and easily getting tickets. You don't have to call up the box office and Seattle, the Seahawks can't say, well, we can't sell them the guys with this area code. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's, it's different age, different time, more more accessible to everyone. And I feel like if you're a fan base and you're going to hate a team, you're going to hate a team, whether they're in your division or not in your division. You know what I'm saying? I feel the amount of times you play them varies though, based off of your division. Therefore, if you were going to play a team less, you you have less of a rivalry. Or look at it from this side. You play them less. That means the game, the wins and the losses to you as a fan of your team in this rivalry means so much more. I want to watch rivalry games more often, not less often. No, I know from that side, but I'm saying like, okay, we really got to beat this rival now because we only see them this many times a season. Yeah, but it's less satisfying for the fans. You're not giving the fans what they want. That'd be like saying... I think think in this day and age, fans just want to see basketball. Totally not true. I I don't know... Who wants to watch the 
who wants to watch the Nets and the Knicks play up like last season? Like, do you do you actively go out and be like, oh my god, it's a Nets Knicks game? Well, I'm, I'm gonna not watch a that Nets shit. or a Knicks fan. Exactly, so don't you don't care. give a fuck. That's yeah. that's my point. But if it's like, I'm sorry, if if it would be like um, last season, Golden State and Cavaliers. I don't care what a fan you are of. You're going to watch that game. Before the awesome. finals? I mean, yeah. Before the finals? Absolutely. I think the finals is what made that more of a riot, like more of. Okay, I love you and your air quotes over yeah, here. Because it's a riot, because it's not really a rivalry between the Warriors and the Cavs. I would have used the example <laughs> of like, if it's the, let's say, Nuggets and the Suns. I don't give a shit. Get out of here. Exactly. However, however, if it's the Rockets at L.A. because of Dwight Howard, I'll watch that. The whole Dwight Howard L.A. L.A. was a dumpster fire, though. No, I know. But still, it's the marquee games is what I'm talking about. Christmas Day games. And the ESPN and NBA are great with marketability. They will make games sellable. If they get rid of divisions, great. If they don't, whatever. I just feel like if you go into this new... My point was if you go into this playoff format, you have to get rid of divisions because without making it like a little award for winning the division, there's no point to them. But I will say this before we wrap up. I'll give you a retort to this. Sure. To me, though, rivalries... To me, it's like, you know what? They're more... i rather see a rivalry... In college football than in the pros. College college sports and the rivalries, those are bigger really? than any college or any professional sports rivalry. Because as a Bulls fan watching Bulls Cavs, I couldn't tell you how many times I threw something at or around my TV this okay, past no, offseason. No, like, but during, let, during but the let me throw it this way. How about, an NBA, how about an NBA rivalry that you're not a fan of, though? All right. One that I'm not a fan of. It's going to take me a minute. Yeah. However, I can go to college. Football. I don't like the Trojans or the Irish. I'm watching that game. In basketball, I don't like Duke. I don't care for the Tar Heels. I'm watching that game. Even though I'm an Illinois fan. Even though I'm a Virginia Tech fan. Mm -hmm. It's these two teams had nothing to do with mine. But I'm watching that game. I just don't see that with the rivalries from... I'm going to say the NBA because the NFL definitely... I'm watching Giants Cowboys. NFL is a different. I'm watching, I'm watching every game. I don't yeah, give well, a fuck about rivalries. Le- they don't there, exist because there's less of them. Yeah, there's rivalries in the in the divisions. Bears Packers mm-hmm. just because they're original. Cowboys Giants Cowboys Eagles. No, I don't. I don't feel well, like. But for Giants. somebody in the Cowboys fandom, it, that's I'm what sorry, I'm if saying. You're a Cowboys fan, everybody's a rival. No, I wouldn't say Jerry goddamn Jones. No, you just no. Like for me, I Viking Packer game, but I read really? I watched, Viking Packers. Yeah, is not Viking rivalry pa- to us it is. That's, and that's what I'm saying. saying. It's us. only individual to yeah. that team. It's not a league wide rivalry. And I don't even. It's just everybody wants to watch football because it's fucking football. Mm-hmm. It's such a limited quantity during the season. Everybody wants to watch every game. And I mean, bringing this back to the NBA, and we'll wrap it up because we're getting to that time. I just feel like maybe it's just me. It's a different day and age. Back when we were growing up, players got a little bit more snippy, and maybe it was just because of the hard style of play. I where say with the, the last, hard fouls. 
the the last Jordan, Bulls rivalry before Jordan chirping at like Reggie Miller to shut up because all Reggie wanted to do was talk and get under your skin. I say before if before Reg- Bulls Cavs. I'll be honest, it was like uh, Bulls Celtics from mm-hmm. like five years before that. So yeah, as a Bulls fan, it's just like they're few and far between. But it's when your team's competitive, or Bulls Heat when Alonzo Mourning was on the team. Schmeh. I love seeing Bulls Heat games. I honestly can't remember or how how passionate I was about the game at that point. Or just watching, I mean, from our 90s, anytime Reggie Miller went up against the Knicks and Patrick Ewing, yeah. is this the year they finally, it's just, that's, to me, that now it's just like, eh, whatever, Pacers and, Pacers and Celtics are on, eh, okay. That's how I feel. Yep. Unless it's like a LeBron versus Kobe. Yep. Or a Steph Curry versus James Harden. You're saying More, Steph Curry didn't matter until the championship, so no, you got to mark that the, one off. No, no, I said the Cavs Warriors. Mm. However, if it's Steph Curry going up against James Harden, that's really? a little bit different. Okay. It's all about. I feel like rivalries in the NBA are more player. What's yeah, the no, word I'm looking for? Microscope on the on the superstars. Yeah. That's what I'm looking yeah, that's for. That's what I'm saying. That's why like the Suns don't have any rivalries because mm-hmm. nobody gives a fuck about yeah. the Suns. No one cares. I mean, Jeff Hornacek, why didn't you take the the ISU job? I don't know, but that is going to do it for the fast break podcast. We went a little ramble mode Had there to. at the end, but we hey, we said it was going to be short, and it's actually right on time with our usual podcast lane. I want to thank you guys for checking out. If you uh stayed during our little bit of a rant there if you did tell us down below what you thought of anything we talked about or did not talk about in this podcast if you liked it go ahead hit that like button if you loved it go ahead and hit the subscribe button make sure check out our other podcast college sports the primetime podcast and the nfl the onside kick i want to thank everyone for checking us out this day evening night afternoon whatever it is but as always have a good day everybody Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.